Hello and welcome to the AVSJ podcast. I'm back with my buddy Aaron. How are you doing today, Aaron? Hello. I'm great, Jules. Great. Feeling Feeling great. fine. What about you? Uh, I'm also top notch. Top notch. Yes. Because, I mean, also we should probably say, before I say because, mm. hello again. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been gone for a few weeks, but mm. we're here. And not mm. to stay. We'll be gone again <laughs> for, a, for a longer period of time. Um, uh-huh. This is the final episode of the series. Mm-hmm. Series two, goodbye. We're and done what with a, it. <laughs> and what a final episode we have. Yeah. We have uh, Amia Brave from... Mm-hmm. You may know her from Peng Black Girls that she released with Any, But she also, yeah, put out a couple of her own tunes last year. Yeah. Uh, called Sweet Love and Young and Misguided. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a lovely, lovely lady. It was so much fun chatting to her. An absolute delight. And I'm sure it will be so much fun listening to her and us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she chatted about... What did we chat about? We chatted about uh, growing up in South London, doing mm-hmm. the Shoreditch open mic circuit... Her music, her future releases, uh, taking influence. Yeah. It was a great episode. Oh, lovely. And a a wonderful end to the series. Mm. Thanks so much, um, Amir, for coming out and joining us. Mm. Great time. Enjoy the episode. Oh, and double enjoy the episode. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I mean, hi. Amir Brave, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm good. Hey guys, how are you? Good, thank you. What have you been up to? I suppose today. What have you been up to today? Um, went to the gym, went to the dentist, um, doing some work, and then cooked, cooked a nice little meal. Lovely. <laughs> and I'm dentist. I'm watching the planner now. Yeah, I went to go and take my braces off. So yeah. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> I started the first season of Sopranos. I'm I'm quite into it, but I haven't I haven't got that far. What you, what I you mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, it's like the old, all the old school series. They're a bit different. They're slow, aren't they? Yeah, real slow yeah, build up. Yeah, but yeah. I guess that's why they can go so long, right? So yeah. I'm I'm, pa- I'm patient with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I did a I rewatched The Wire over the summer, like last summer, Same. and that is well slow at the beginning <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah that that picks up as well I hope, i'll try and get back into sopranos because i kind of i don't know i watched like most of the first season i thought it was good but then like i don't know it is well slow yeah mm. proper slow did you say your braces came off today yeah well it was invisalign so they're not like train tracks they're just like okay. little retainers so yeah it was just the last one and then now it's for all the other cosmetic stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, everyone's doing their teeth, are they? Everyone's getting their teeth done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had braces back in school and I remember because I had like the train tracky ones. So I just tried to like not smile for like a year or two so that it wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> but but now it's know. all good. Look yeah, now know. I'm beaming. <laughs> we usually like to kick off with some quick fire questions so sure. it'll just be like a either or question don't think about it too much they're not too difficult don't stress too much about yeah. them uh, yes. but yeah we'll Aaron will kick us off with them okay perfect do you play any instruments no 
What is the best <laughs> concert you have been to? Ah, <laughs> J. J. Cole. Oh, I don't know if that's the best one, but I just say J. Cole. Um, for your eyes only, that was good. I don't want no picture with the president. I just want to talk to the man. Speak for the boys in a bando, and my nigga never walking again. Apologize if I'm hopping again. I know these things happen often, but I'm back on the scene. I was lost in a dream as I write this a teen down in Austin. I've been building me a house back home in the South, ma. Won't believe what it's costing, and it's fit for a king, right? Or a nigga that can sing and explain all the pain that it cost him. My 16 should have came with a coffin. Fuck the fame and the fortune. Well, maybe not the fortune, but one thing is for sure, the fame is exhausting. That's why I moved away. I needed privacy, surrounded by the trees in Ivy League. Students that's recruited higher league, thinking you do you and I do me. Crib has got a big old back of yard. My niggas stand outside and pass cigars. Filled with marijuana, laughing hard. Thankful that they friends a platinum star. In the driveway. Oh, yeah. Were you at the O2? Yeah, I was there. I Were was there. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we pressed past and we haven't even realized. Probably hey. front right. We were probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kanye West or Jay Z? Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly or Good Kid Mad City? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just say to, to Pimp a Butterfly because I literally can't even differentiate between the two. You know, <laughs> you're the first person ever on the podcast to say to Pimp a Butterfly. Sorry, guys, I can't differentiate. Like, when no. I'm cycling, it just all is one. I literally, <laughs> maybe because I actually listen to music as a whole, like from top to bottom. Mm. So if it's changed, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and final question pizza or pasta? Oh, that's hard, isn't it? I eat pasta more, yeah. Pasta, I'll just eat pasta because I eat it more. Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like that's a, that's a very divisive question of... of the I know, like... <laughs> <laughs> but perfect. That is quickfire questions done. Now, the real thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up in South East London, a place called Camberwell. Camberwell? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We're both um, Londoners as well. At uni, like, I'd get excited if I knew someone from London. And then as soon as it wasn't North, then nobody knew anything. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what were you listening to when you were growing up then? When you were, like, growing up in Camberwell, what was what was the vibe? I thought there was a lot of garage going on and um, house. And what's that genre that we all listen to? Funky House. That's what we all listen to as kids. Mm. Mm. A lot of that's such a good time, man. That's a good time. <laughs> um, watching Channel U. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I was listening to when I was younger. Um, um, and obviously Afrobeats when it first started. I was mm-hmm. listening to a lot of that because I'm Nigerian, so mm-hmm. yeah. And were you getting music from your family or like from your friends, or were you kind of seeking it out yourself? My siblings, like my siblings, were like introduced me to a lot of like old school R and B, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody that's who I learned from them my mom like all these artists have like these cool things like oh my dad's a DJ or my mom like well I don't know she like plays the violin and I'm like no no that they won't be listening to music um <laughs> but um yeah like I was one of those people anyway I used to always download stuff on my phone I was always mm-hmm. like you know back in the day at school you could listen to music in class so yeah, we were always uh-huh. sending each other music. I remember crying to boys to men in history. <laughs> <laughs> like and the music was just hitting, I was just like in tears, like this is so good. So yeah. Yeah. Um, how many siblings do you have? 
I'm the last of five. Yeah. Last of oh, five. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Quite a big family then. Yeah, baby of a house. Yeah, well, we're, I think all three of us are younger siblings, actually. Yeah. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh! You know, hey guys, relate, <laughs> relate to the tri- anyone else that's like their older siblings. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love mine. I love mine. I love them. And were you quite a close family, like in terms of growing up together? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely close to my family. Like, I mean, we always used to have people living in our houses. Like, someone was always coming for someone and not leaving. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a super, and I'm still close to my, my family now. Like, my nieces and nephews, they're always over at my house. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm super close to my family. Super, super close to them. Love them. Nice. Yeah. So, so what point then were you getting into music rather than just listening to it? Like, what, what point were you actually like creating music? Quite young, to be honest. Like, I was writing when I was like nine, nine, ten. Like in primary mm. school, I was writing songs, like trying to record them, writing stuff on like my little piece of paper. I remember when I bought my first like home studio. I think I was just, like secondary school times. Mm. That's the first time I used like the little money I had. Went down to the Oh, I don't even know if they have those shops anymore. It's in Wolf Road. Anyone knows anyone from Southeast will know Willy Road, home of Bagel King. Um <laughs> there's like a shop, like a music shop. So I went to like go and buy all the gear and stuff. So I've been writing quite early to be fair and like creating. Mm. And I used to go to musical theater. So I was always like in a creative bubble, if you know what I mean. I was always mm. creating, I was always acting, always singing. Um and I just took it seriously, like as soon as I hit secondary school. I was in the recording studio there too. Um, and I was recording after school and then in college I was recording after college <laughs> and in the uni I was recording during uni so yeah <laughs> so it's always been there then yeah always actually has been there yeah do you remember any of the things you were writing as a nine or ten year old yes like they were dark as hell <laughs> 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 like I had on Sonia um I just loved like music like sad songs I was she's just talking about some I don't know she, uh, it was some dark, dark stuff I was listening <laughs> to you know that girl my first album here that I ever had personally was mm-hmm. that girl that sings What's her name? Oh, making my way downtown. Yeah, what's her name then? What's that girl's name? What's her name? I don't know. Oh, Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first little CD I had, and she used to have like these, like really, like she had some like dark, a dark song in there. She's good, yeah. So I used to like always be inspired by like all types of things like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I just know that song from uh, White Chicks. Oh yeah. She had more songs. She's got a couple bangers, you know. Check her out. <laughs> Check her out. <laughs> um, so when you said uni, so were you were you studying music at uni or was no, it? I studied like... film and drama. Film and drama. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was film, but I ne- they never saw me <laughs> in the film class though. So, <laughs> but I was studying film and drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So always in like creative arts then. Yeah, even in college, I did performing arts. Um, I've always been performing and stuff when I was younger. Um, and so, yeah, it kept going through, really. My parents never had a problem with it. Um, it was just like, as long as you're studying, you get yourself a degree and you get yourself a proper job, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And were you doing, like, the musicals then as well? Yeah, so I did musicals when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. So I used to, well, I used to be on Doctor Who when I was, I was on Doctor Who when I used to be. I was on Doctor Who when I was a kid. Um, really? But, yeah, I was, when I was 12. So around that time is when we were like doing loads of musical theatre um, in a theatre called Peckham Theatre. 
So it's mm-hmm. a theater like right in the middle and they had like loads of classes, break dancing, tap dancing. And they used to put on um, plays and musicals like mm-hmm. maybe like every six months. And we used to perform mm-hmm. like to people in the area or the secondary schools. So yeah, I used to perform. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. How long were you on Doctor Who for? One episode. I had my own episode called Fear Her. It's the one where she's like drawing pictures. Um, it's like set in 2012. And like at the Olympics, and she's like drawing pictures, and people are getting trapped in them. So yeah. Oh, that sounds familiar. That's, wait, was it? Uh, yeah. Was it David Tennant one or Christopher? Yeah, David. David Tennant. I probably, yeah. I probably definitely watched that as a kid. That's quite yeah, good. It, I mean, to be honest, like I never watched Doctor Who until I was in it, and I was like, oh, this is kind of good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, with do you say your family were always supportive of you kind of being creative and in that sort of space yeah i'm I'm quite lucky because my my older sister um her name is bola Aguado. she's a playwright and a screenwriter so she kind mm-hmm. of i guess took the first bullet of like oh someone's doing something different here you know <laughs> um but one thing about my parents is they're very very like understanding and they've always mm-hmm. been people who are just like whatever you do as long as you're doing it well and you love it and that's what you want to do mm-hmm. then we mm-hmm. You know, we got your back. So I was always allowed to like express myself. I was like being the last born. I was like playing with my toys, talking to myself type vibe. I know that sounds so weird, but I was, like, <laughs> I was always like, I had like a really, really like vivid imagination. So I've, mm. I've always kind of, I guess they picked up on that quite early and just allowed me to be myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Benefits of being the youngest, all the pressure's out of the way already. One thousand percent. Let's start from kind of the beginning of your you officially putting out songs. Um, at the minute, kind of the first song that comes up as being an Amir Brave song is Young and Misguided. first kind of your first attempt at putting out music or had you kind of done it before on soundcloud or anything i was on soundcloud i think i still am i still am like i was on soundcloud um and i was like the opposite so i had like unreleased music but i would perform so Mm -hmm. i was always Mm. performing i was always like out at the shows and stuff and doing those performances but nothing was actually officially on like the DSP. So it's so weird now. Like I'm like, how did I manage to like even get to perform? Like, and people want me to perform. Like I had no music on like Apple or nothing. Um, and then yeah, and, yeah, I can't believe it was like 2020. That's crazy. Um, but that's when I officially was like, I can't keep you know doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And that's mm-hmm. when I first put out Younger Misguided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that being a song that you'd kind of. Am I right in saying you'd written that quite a bit before you put it out then if you'd been performing it for a while? What was it that made you kind of be like, okay, finally, it's time for me to You know what? It was, it was actually like, it was a, a videographer that I was working with um, called William. I shouldn't think of what his page is called. Um, but 
he basically I had written um this um little little song basically um and I was like oh maybe I should put this out for Valentine's Day but I was like oh there's a week to Valentine's Day to go I don't have enough time to record and he's like no we're gonna do it we're gonna put it out you're gonna do it and then my sister was like listen we gotta put out Young Woman's Garden we gotta do it <laughs> so she was like I'm gonna look I'll help you buy the beat I don't care like I'm you're gonna put it out and I, I thought like this is actually what I like kind of prayed about in 2019 I was like I can't keep like expecting different results and to become yeah. this singer magically if I never put music out. So mm. yeah, that, that's what really charged me, those two people. So thank goodness to them because if not, I probably would still be like recording and not putting it out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where Whereabouts were you performing kind of in the run-up like throughout I mean where did you go to university as well? I guess So I went to Anglia Ruskin. Mm-hmm. I went to Anglia Ruskin that's in Cambridge. Um, interesting city. <laughs> uh, interesting, very, very interesting. Um, yeah, so but then I was like performing in London, so like loads of places in Sh- East and Shoreditch, mm-hmm. like vocals and verses, Troy Bar, like any open mic. Like I used to go with my friend who was a poet. Mm-hmm. Any open mic I'd go to, and like I would just go to some bars, and if they had like an open mic night, I'd just go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get there, um, you might meet another singer or someone that like, oh, you should go to this night. So I'm like, okay, I go to this one. Mm-hmm. And then the more you do, people are like, oh, do you want to perform at this thing? And do you want to perform at that thing? So honestly, when I think about it now, I'm like, how did I get these shows? Like, <laughs> been, like three, four a week. Like, how mm-hmm. did I get a chance to perform there? So it's, I'm happy I, I did that circuit because I think mm-hmm. it kind of like mm-hmm. built me up for where I am now, mm-hmm. for sure. It's interesting yeah. that you talk about uh, East London, like Shoreditch area, because like, I, I don't know if you've been there much over lockdown, but like all of the club venues and like performance venues, they've all closed down now and like they're all just like, yeah. I don't know, trendy bars and shit. So I, I wonder how that yeah. like, will exist after lockdown. I, honestly, I don't know what, what it's going to be like anymore, but I think no matter what, like I feel like Shoreditch is, is strong enough to remain. Mm-hmm. Um, they get enough traffic to still stay alive so mm-hmm. I hope the live venues that like, still stay open because all those little like intimate spaces they're so important for us artists like it keeps live music there like live music is just so imperative like to have in any society like I don't think they understand like we need mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. we really need it yeah mm-hmm. is it the the one that springs to mind for me was that I cycled past um have you ever been to birthdays in yeah yeah Austin? so I cycled past mm-hmm. that and I went to see Monty Booker, if you know him, and yeah. Smino was there, and No Name was there, just like in the crowd. Oh, cool! And it's like a really intimate, small venue, and now it's a Brewdog, and I'm like, this is so shit. Man. Like, mm. The kind of shit that was going on there, to compared to what's going on now, was just a bit shit. So hopefully, yeah, as you say, like hopefully it does kind of rejuvenate after that. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Thanks for that, downer, Jules. Um. And kind of with these songs that you're now starting to put out, are they all going to be songs that you've kind of recorded a while ago or you've been working on from your past or any of them things that you're doing kind of currently as you're going? It's so weird because it's like, I've been writing loads of new things that's just been coming out. And every time Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, let me just like reproduce something I made before. It just never happens. The new things come in the way. I'm like, and a part of me is like, I need to close those chapters. Like, mm-hmm. I need to close all the music I wrote from like 2015 right up to like 2018. I need to just close that chapter. 
so who knows like I'll maybe band them, bundle them all together one day mm-hmm. um, but they're all references you know what I mean and I try to bring them into to my present so mm-hmm. but yeah the, new, the next single I have is like completely different to anything I've, I've written before oh really yeah because yeah, I was going to ask so when if you wrote Young and Misguided in 2015 and then like it came out in 2020 were you did you still like kind of resonate with the mind frame that you were in in 2015 when you wrote that to then be releasing it in 2020 no not not at all and like that's the thing with music when you let things sit and you have things in like I'm not going to call it a fridge because then it expires let's just say you put it <laughs> like a book on a shelf basically mm-hmm. like sometimes like you have to like relive that and you have to really like immerse yourself in that place sometimes and I think music can do that like smells it can take you back somewhere so mm-hmm. like even when I have to recall like those like younger misguided I really had to like put myself back in my uni room like, I really had to like dig deep in the studio because sometimes it's like you just can't get that emotion back especially mm-hmm. that there's nothing worse I usually find the, the day I first write the song I try to record it like quickly as quickly as possible like that day the next day or within that week because sometimes that that just that natural flow and just like that that freedom and that swag that you have when you first write it sometimes you can't mm-hmm. get it back um so yeah it's it's tough it's a tough one because otherwise you'll be um just sitting on all of your songs for five years just to find out if they're the right one <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes like when that song needed to come out or when it was needed like that moment has passed so um mm-hmm. but yeah no good music always like in a, it doesn't matter when you've written it if it's a good song it will it will carry and it will like it will resonate with whoever it needs to resonate with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah We should move on to Paying Black Girls, which I think is mm-hmm. fair to say probably like, well, for us at least, I would say it was one of the biggest moments in UK music last year. So um, talk us through it. Like, how did it come Crazy. about? Like, how did the collaboration how, how did the collaboration come about? What was the creative process behind it? Um, well, really, for me, my part was quite simple. Um, we we met each other because we, um, my sister had a film school and he was one of the students, so that's how we met. Um, and then she just asked me to to jump on her song that she was going to put on her EP, and I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then um, like um, it had a different chorus. It had a whole different chorus before. And then she was like, oh, do you mind like maybe like months there? She's like, oh, do you mind just coming back to the studio? We're thinking of making it more upbeat. I'm like, yeah, sure. So whoever made that call, that was a good choice. Um, and then, <laughs> and then we like just signed the studio. Honestly, I think we were, like, we were there for an hour. I think she was there for longer, but it was really, really fast. It was just like, okay, mm-hmm. you come up with something. Just recorded mm-hmm. it and it was done. months later maybe like we performed it one time and then she's like yeah the song's getting signed Ooh. I'm like oh my gosh that's crazy oh I'm gonna shoot the video I'm like oh my god <laughs> it yeah, sounds like then it's crazy it sounds like I mean you it wasn't you didn't expect it to blow in the way that it did then no 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 not one bit like if someone nah but it just goes to show like the music that they love in the UK eh? 
Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like there has ever been a song that you've written where you expected it to kind of once you put it out, it will have that sort of success? And then this was kind of this was the one that kind of surprise blew up. Every song, yeah, like every song you write for yourself, you're always thinking because you think you're sick. You know, you you think no, I'm talented, I've got this, and you feel like it can resonate but you just never I've realised you just you're never going to know like you know, you're never going to know which melody or which hook or, or which words are really going to be like the one that everyone gets to hear um, but I will say that it's I don't know if it's about whether songs are good or not I think really is it's about delivery it's about how mm-hmm. people get to hear it and also you need backing you need support um, of any kind whether it's a cosign or or some sort of distributor something some sort of industry support to help you know, fund that release so you mm-hmm. can get it to more people, you know. Mm-hmm. So would you say that, like, um, the song's message or the song's lyrics were the things that resonate with people or the fact that, like, it had a good campaign behind it and, like, good funding? Both. both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both. I think it was well-supported and I think when you have the support it shows, it's like, I can't explain it, like a child who, there's another analogy, but a child who is like really well-nurtured and really heavily supported in their dreams, they're going to perform differently to a child who has no parents in the crowd. Do you know what I mean? You're, mm-hmm. It's a different energy. And, like, and, I th- and I think, you know, Annie killed it and she was like a breath of fresh air for a lot, mm-hmm. like, especially for our industry, like a huge, and she's a dark-skinned black girl. So it's like, oh my gosh, like, Wow, we have something even more amazing now to take in. And then top it off with a great video. Like, that never doesn't happen too often, do you know what I mean? To have a really good song, then a good visual, and then have a remix. So it's just like, just kept on going, really. And I think, yeah. I don't know, imagine if it, we were actually outside, maybe we would have got to really, really, truly feel the effects of, of that mm. song. Because, yeah, I'm still shocked to this day. I don't think I've really taken in that moment. Do you feel like it was denied its moment at all because we couldn't be outside? Yeah, for, for for me anyway, I'm like, people like, someone told me today, they was like, you know what, this song was on like MTV base every single day of the video. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I used to dream of that. Like, we actually yeah. were in the charts. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you can only dream of that happening to you. So, so I wish we were outside so I could just really feel that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like then you haven't really kind of felt the impact of the song fully? Yeah, for, for me anyway. I'm not sure how any feels, but for me definitely, I do feel like I don't. Maybe I haven't taken it in. I think as artists, you're always like, all right, on to the next thing, the next thing, the mm-hmm. next thing, the next thing, that you don't really sit and take in like how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Definitely, kind of not having that the the option to or the opportunity to perform that in front of a crowd. That would have been. I mean, you said you did it once, but like to have that as a whole summer as well. That would have been something special that would have been crazy yeah mm. it's interesting when you said that uh you felt like it was a, br- a breath of fresh air because i feel like with you and any and um i don't know if you know rae like the kind yeah. of music that you guys make is really different to what is usually going coming out in the uk and it's a lot more of a throwback to like 90s noughties r&b and that kind of vibe so mm-hmm. it's interesting that yeah this is kind of the thing that still resonates with people yeah, I think everything has its time. You know, music is like constantly being recycled, just like fashion. And I think there's room for every sort of sound. Like there's actually room for all of it. And I think sometimes what what happens sometimes, unfortunately, is the industry continues to like stand behind things that are like the same. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of the same, the same. But it's good for artists like us because 
then we can just come through and be like, hey, it's something different. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fresh and this is new. And it's not really your fresh because it's like, it's just, it's just, it, it feels, you can resonate with it because it reminds you of something in yeah. the past. Like the mm-hmm. best songs do yeah. that, you know, the best songs make you think, oh my gosh, am I listening to Brandy or am I listening to Michael Jackson or something? Mm-hmm. You know how it goes. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I would say like, Sweet Love feels so much like a kind of 90s R&B song. Because it's come out now, it feels so different from the kind of norm of what's being put out. Um, so that's like it, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, so when you when you make a song like "Sweet Love," then is the influence from like people, as you said, like Brandy, or is it is that also influence from like modern R and B stars like uh, her, for example? I would say like it's a collection of all things. Like I don't listen to music that often. I probably listen to the most music like in the gym or if I'm cycling. But I don't really listen to music that often. So just so I don't get influenced by other people's sound. Like you're mm-hmm. just trying to it's like you're trying to it's like maybe like an artist as well. You don't wanna like take in too much things. So you cause you try to be as original as possible. Um mm-hmm. but like I said, those things are innately already in you. Like you can't really you can't make so or you can't learn how to be soulful. You just are, either are you're not. So I feel like for me, it's already inside of me. But what I what I always try to do is I try not to. I don't want to be. A, I'm not a throwback act. I'm not like trying to be the new brandy of the. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm just being myself. I'm what I try to do in my writing is like never like use any old school melodies or or like have any um what do you call that bloody thing sampling or anything even in my lyrics or anything. Just so it like I try to create as new as possible as fresh as possible my own sounds my own flows like my own type of cadences so i can find who i am as an mm. artist um so but you know if it, it reminds you it's a good thing because that means it's on a good path then <laughs> <laughs> it's on a good path yeah with that kind of desire to be so individual in the music you're creating would you say you've got like an idea of exactly what you want to create mm, it varies you know like, and the one thing I'm realizing is as much as I try to narrow down who I am, like genre-wise, I realize actually, like, you're so layered. Like, we're so layered as artists. Like, especially if you're a songwriter, like, that's who I am. So it's just very hard to, like, sometimes stick to one genre even sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it sounds a bit more neo-soul, then other times it's super-duper house. And then other mm-hmm. times it's just like, what is this stuff? Like, it's a bit of Afro now. Like, it's just, it's all of these things. So, Yeah. What have you got? Because you said your next release is something quite different from what we've heard. What have you got kind of coming up? Have you Are you working on some sort of project at the moment? Yeah, so the aim, I mean, for this year for me is Depot's my EP, but I'm someone, I'm serious about projects. I love albums, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, I love albums. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you understand. Like, I'm an old school person. Um, but right now I'm working, my music right now is like reflecting 
how I'm, I feel. I feel mm-hmm. upbeat, if you know what I mean. So a lot of the music now is like upbeat, has a has a, a kick and a bounce to it. Um, but definitely maybe maybe in the winter you get some more moody of me and maybe some more, some, you know, down-tempo R&B. Um, mm-hmm. But for sure, like, I'm working towards a project, hopefully by the end of the year. But new yeah. music's on its way, for sure, yeah. for sure. We'll have the different Amir each month. <laughs> yeah, you, yes, and, and hopefully it will make sense at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, write a different EP for each season. And then... <laughs> Listen, sometimes, honestly, like, each EP is, like, a part of your life. Like, that's mm. why I said those, all those songs, they need to come to the present because I'm just mm. not done with them yet. Like, they need to be, they need to find themselves at home somehow. So mm. we'll see. Yeah. Um, is there any kind of, in terms of, like, goals of something that you'd want to achieve with a project, is there any kind of thing that you want, like, you want to be able to show in your music? Um, for me, I think it's just to have a solid body of work. Like when I look at other people's careers, like the the artists that are always, I guess you are renowned artists, the artists that are always well respected, those who have like at least one or two solid like classics. Mm. <laughs> so that's for me. Like I want to have something that people are like this was like the album of this time. Do you know what mm. I mean? And this was the mm. album that we all listened to and we all loved and we all enjoyed. And like mm. it was like a soundtrack to whatever that was. So. Like, I hope it makes people feel like, like everything I do, I hope it's thought provoking at the mm-hmm. end of it. You leave feeling like, oh my gosh, I can listen to this and this inspires me to go and draw or create or start a business. Like, that's the type of artist I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you see to do that, it's going to be an R&B or are you going to like do whatever, like whatever you feel like needs to be done? I mean, R&B is just the title that we use just, just for the, so they can put you in a category, but R&B is, is just a style mm-hmm. and not necessarily doesn't mean it's all going to be about love R&B is just a style that I might be singing in that we put give it the label so people can put you in the category mm-hmm. but I'm just an artist first and mm-hmm. foremost before I'm R&B singer that's it well I look forward to all of it <laughs> yeah, thanks I'll definitely chat with you guys thanks yeah Lovely. looking forward to it yeah Should we do our recommendations, Jules? Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you have a recommendation in in mind? Um, no. <laughs> um, I'll just plug the music video since it's out. If you guys haven't seen it already, make sure you check out the Sweet Love music video. Mm-hmm. We did that all ourselves. And um, just, yeah, follow me on my YouTube channel because more is coming <laughs> on the way. Yeah. forward to it. I did see the I, was, oh. I did see the sweet love video on Twitter quite a lot, so that's a good sign maybe. <laughs> you need to wa- you need to watch it on YouTube if you haven't already. <laughs> watch the full I've thing. Watch the full thing. No, I've no, seen no. It, Jules. See? Where's no, your no, research? In, as in, I've seen it, but like a lot of people were tweeting about it, and it would pop up oh, on my Twitter good. quite a lot. So, like, mm. that's a that's a good sign, I think. Oh, Twitter's handy, man. Twitter's really handy for all of that. <laughs> Twitter is maybe too addictive, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Instagram. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't understand any of it. I'm I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. It's not yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I downloaded um, TikTok kind of recently, and TikTok is mad. 
it's actually mad. Yeah, it's, it's a black <laughs> hole for sure. Like, you can actually spend hours on there. Like, people yeah. just cooking, people just, like, make dancing, funny videos. Like, it's very addictive. I uh, yeah. If I use it, I have to set, like, a half-hour timer because I will just get lost. And then even the half-hour timer will go and I'll just press snooze and then um but anyway my recommendation (laughs) my recommendation for this episode is it's not it's not new but black on both sides by most death i got into it when i was like 14 or 15 and i thought there's like a few tracks on it that i like Like obviously mathematics is the big one on there Mm -hmm. um i miss fat booty as well but there are so many banging tracks on that album that I did not realise. Like yeah. Brooklyn, Hip Hop, mm. uh, Habitat. I don't know, there's so many bangers that I didn't really, really consider. Me and my brother went to like the anniversary show of that album in Manchester. And I don't know, he, he must have been like near the end of his performance. So he was doing like a couple extra songs. And he shouted out to the crowd. He was like, oh, what do you want me to play next? And like people were obviously shouting songs at him. And he was just like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's your ass? Exactly. <laughs> you know your track list. Like. <laughs> just, uh, just I need to, I need to go back and take in like all the old school hip hop albums. I said I was going to do it for Jay-Z, but I haven't got around to it. Like, I listened to 444 during lockdown again, and that was yeah. super inspiring. And I did mm. good, good Kid Lad City and everything, but I was like, oh, I need to go back, back, back. But yeah, I'm in the 80s at the moment, so when I come out of the 80s, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm in back the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the 80s. I love it. Like, Snowfall, like, I literally, like, the soundtrack really, I love soundtracks, so mm. um, I'm always listening to, like, what's playing in the back. Um, and I'm in the 80s right now. Like, yeah, Treacherous 3, Bit. <laughs> yeah. You only listen music. to music chronologically. <laughs> oh, I love honestly. I love listening to music chronologically because it's just like it's so good to like know why they put it together that way. Yeah, I feel like it just flows better. I do love like sequencing and like knowing. I like I hate listening to albums on shuffle. I love to like know the full order so much so that like I won't know the track names because I was like, oh, it's that's from me. That album. <laughs> that's me I would just be like I don't know what the track names are but I know when I hear it <laughs> that, yeah. this might say quite a lot about how much of a Kanye stan I was when I was a kid but uh, I never used to I didn't even know how to shuffle on my iPod when I was like 8 or 9 Aww. so I would just listen to the songs in order and then my brother put it on shuffle so I like put it but I didn't realise he'd done it I put on the song and then it went to like the ape song and I instantly knew that it skipped from one to eight without having to like look at it wow and I was like wow I listened to I was like eight or nine even then I was like wow I listened to too much Kanye West right now are you are you guys 90 babies 90 babies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay <laughs> um my recommendation was gonna be the new Lord Apex album is pretty good it only came out this week um Lord Apex He's like a UK London rapper. He's I'm gonna check him out. He's pretty good, I would say. It's not like the best project. Not to undercut my own recommendation. 
<laughs> but there's quite a few good songs. You've got to sell it, Aaron. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> Some of the best stuff to come out last week. <laughs> I think also, it, I think Little Sims might be dropping. She says she's going to She is. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Her have video. The, that, have you seen the that music video? video? Was that's, that's maybe insane. the best recommendation yeah. that we could have yeah. said, was Introvert by yeah. Little Sims. Yeah, the video reminded me of the ape shit video. Was it with Beyonce the... and Jay Z? Yeah, yeah. Jay Z. Yeah, I mean, that their video was sick. I was watching that the other day actually. I love watching music videos. But yeah, that was a good music video, though. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was in a I was in a charity shop the other, on the weekend, and they were playing that Little Sims song in the charity. Really? Yeah, I think they were like playing like six music yeah. or something, and they mm. were playing it. But, like, yeah, I was not expecting that song to getting on the radio and shit but fair play to us it's, it's a pretty good song yeah and yeah i mean i feel like i enjoyed the video more than the song but that's because i just kind of like it's so immersive and there's so much going on but i did also like the song sometimes that happens though like mm. sometimes you do you like you like a song because of the video like mm. yeah sometimes that happens yeah yeah for Definitely. sure but yeah i'm guessing for her i think it's coming out in like september i think yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Although, a nice, that's a big rollout. That's a long time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking. I like that. I like that. I'm <laughs> I really thinking, with that. Where do you stand on um, album length? If the album's too long, I can't. I can't mess with it. I really can't. That's, I don't think it I should agree, ever be I more agree. than, to be honest, eleven or twelve. Like, mm. I love this song, but <laughs> that's exactly what you <laughs> yeah, like where are you going with like 15, 16? <laughs> it's too much to consume. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because it... an... mm, sorry, sorry. Isn't this what Little Sims say? new Little Sims album supposed to be like sixteen? I think so it's longer. I think. It's like nineteen. Wait, I saw the back of. Wait, did you guys see nineteen? Why did I see like ten? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can check now. I thought... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's nineteen. I know there's like five interludes though, so like it's, it's okay. It's, so they never feel like one. nineteen, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 19. Just uh, a long one. No, I'm yeah. so I'm so happy you said 10 to 12 songs because that I've been preaching that on this podcast since we started it. <laughs> yeah, because it's really like because I can sit with an album for a year or two. Like last year, my album that I was listening to from 2019 to 2020 was Lucky Days, um, Painted, mm. and I, I that was the album. That was the one album I I've really really listened to apart from listening to Givian's EP. And mm. it was like, that was enough for me. Like, I didn't need any more music. Like, it was just enough. Because it takes time, like, different moods, different times. When mm. you're driving, when you're at home, you know, in the night, in the dark, like, you just <laughs> have on speakers. It's like, let me take it in. <laughs> you know? It's 19 tracks with four interludes. So, so 15 songs. It's still big. But we don't know the runtime. It might be fine. But I think it's, it might be because she hasn't released something in a while. So mm. yeah, true, true. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I think that's that's everything. Yeah. Um, you've been yeah. a great guest. Thanks um, so thank much you. for coming on. Yeah. I love you guys. You guys are so sweet. You guys are really nice, man. This was a good one, you know. I had one earlier as well. Thank you. So I'm, I always get tired, but you guys are so funny. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, I don't think I've ever been complimented like this by, by a guest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 
you guys bring me back? When the releases are coming and then definitely perfect. Yeah. And hopefully hopefully June twenty first will come I'll be able to see you in concert again. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>